Welcome to the Real Talk Education Podcast, where we dive into the real topics facing real teachers, leaders, and students with your host, Marlena Gross, EEI champion, national ed thought leader, and founder of EduGladiators. Each week, we will discuss the topics that might be keeping you up at night as an educator or parent. This is not an echo chamber podcast. We will unapologetically examine the real challenges in education, plus provide insights and tips to help you navigate all the things, including curriculum, leadership, DEI, student engagement, advocacy, misinformation, and more. Pop in your earbuds or crank up your speaker because it's time to have some real talk about today's topic. Welcome friends, this is Marlena Gross, your host for Real Talk Education. And today we are going to explore why districts are struggling with recruiting and retaining diverse staff. If you're not a Twitter user, I invite you to join myself and the other core warriors in the weekly Gladiators Twitter chat because this podcast episode corresponds to our October 29th chat titled Recruiting and Retaining Diverse Staff. In today's episode, we will uncover challenges to your school or district's DEI recruiting and retention efforts, plus a few tips to navigate these challenges. So let's get started. There's no doubt that recruiting and retaining teachers of color is essential. In fact, according to the summary of research by the Learning Policy Institute, which is linked here in the show notes, all students, including white students, benefit from having teachers of color. One study actually shows that students rank teachers of color higher than white teachers on multiple measures, including feeling cared for and academically challenged, resulting in student academic gains. Moreover, additional research shows that students of color do better academically and are more likely to graduate and go to college if some of their teachers look like them. Now, it's not a competition between black teachers or black educators and white teachers or white educators. The studies show that having a diverse teaching staff and leadership staff matters. It makes a difference. Having a diverse teacher and leadership workforce is actually critical, yet few districts have achieved the goal of building a teaching workforce that is diverse, particularly since uh, desegregation where over 300,000 educators and leaders of black, that were black in particular were fired. Their, their schools were closed. So we haven't rebounded yet from the ill effects of desegregation in that regard. But there is hope. There is hope. The percentage of white students, though, has steadily decreased nationwide. And in recent studies from 54% in 2009 to 47% in 2018. However, nearly 80% of public school teachers are white. Now, I've shared this story before on other, um, in other venues, but my mom was a teacher. Uh, my parents both went to uh, segregated schools. That was the time and the era they lived in. And my mom was a teacher and started her career in a segregated school in Baton Rouge. And when desegregation finally made its way uh, to Louisiana, 
my mom was really upset. And she has told me many times that the goal of desegregation that was being fought for was not to actually desegregate schools. She, she was very, and has been very vocal in that she never wanted to go to school with kids and teachers that didn't like her. And she particularly didn't want to teach kids that didn't look like her. She said that the goal of desegregation, as she understood it, was to give black schools the same funding because separate was not equal, but it was never to desegregate the schools. Black educators and black leaders and families simply wanted the same, um, the same resources as their white counterparts. With that being said, we have to recognize that that was a huge huge blow to our current recruiting efforts of black, in particular black teachers and brown teachers as well because of our past and because we haven't yet really come to grips and acknowledged that. So what do we do? How do we recruit diverse staff? Well, diversity in the hiring process is paramount and deepening your talent pool. And most states' efforts at recruiting and retaining teachers of color are just absolutely abysmal. Why? Well, there's a couple of factors to that. It's important that you have hiring committees that are reflective of the diversities or the diversity that you're seeking as a district, no matter how little diversity you might actually have. This does two things towards increasing diversity hires in a school system. First, having a diverse hiring committee will help mitigate, not cancel, but will help mitigate bias in hiring decisions. Secondly, having a diverse uh, interview committee increases the likelihood a diverse candidate will actually accept a job offer because they see someone that looks like them in that particular district. Representation matters on so many levels in schools, including those two uh, scenarios that I outlined. Discrimination actually forces black schools, um, black school or district employees to contend with hypervisibility, that feeling of being the only one, being overly visible for one's race or ethnicity, while their skills and their personalities and their unique skills, as I shared with the research, seem invisible to others, or when others recognize it, those others, normally being white educators in this particular example, are intimidated. And that goes all the way up to leadership. So when you think about your recruiting efforts, think about who do you have going out representing you. Also think about what is the environment that you have that is keeping those diverse educators there? And what work can you do to make those environments truly more inclusive? Because when we think about retention, there is the black tax that impacts retention. Keeping teachers and leaders engaged in their work is key to retention regardless of race, but for teachers or leaders of color, it's especially critical. Black teachers, and also leaders were already leaving the profession in high numbers before the pandemic. And the nation's upheaval over racism has made that job harder. According to research by the Rand Corporation, burnout already high has risen, of course, during the pandemic, but especially among black educators. And that includes our leaders as well. Nationwide, the number of black teachers is declining and there is 
ample research to show that black teachers and leaders are likely to leave the profession within the first five five years uh, more than their white counterparts. And that's actually due in part to the black tax, which is that some teachers feel isolated and their concerns over racist behavior in the workplace, whether that's microaggressions, bias, or just outright racist behavior, that creates the black tax. Black teachers make up less than 10% of the teaching workforce. And it's uncommon, or it's not uncommon, I should say, for new black hires to express feeling uncomfortable on the job right away. When black employees face racial discrimination, bias, and microaggression in their daily professional environment, their emotional and financial well-being can be affected. Black employees feel obligated to code switch, and I've I've talked about that on different platforms before, and we'll definitely talk about it in Real Talk Education, but black employees feel obligated to code switch, and not just employees, but also our black students, and I would even say our brown students. A method of alternating between ways of self-expression, appearance, behavior uh, in schools, that's what code switching is. And it actually is done to downplay the racial differences and to help connect with white colleagues. Well, you can only code switch so much. And this suppression of a person's racial identity can come at the cost of authenticity and self-confidence and a decrease in a sense of belonging at work. I refuse to code switch anymore. Um, and sometimes that's really hard for even my current colleagues to really understand as we continue to work together what that actually means. I refuse to code switch because the black tax is just simply too heavy. Now, while it's easier to see diversity, it is far more challenging to measure inclusivity. And school districts must keep in mind that diversity and inclusion must be intertwined. An inclusive workplace is one that understands, welcomes, and values differences between people. These differences can span race, ethnicity, gender, sexual orientation, and disability, as well as skill sets and experiences. Inclusion must be present in an environment that supports diversity, and if it's not, your diverse staff will not stay. Inclusion must ensure that collaboration and a respectful experience is at the heart of what happens in the culture of that school district. This can be done to our, the needs. This needs to be done, I should say, across schools and districts uh, operation, across their operations through internal processes, the cultural uh, transformations, and also educational initiatives that's, um, that districts implement for change. So what are some DEI recruitment and retention strategies that you can put into practice today? Well, number one, you first have to set the goal publicly and unapologetically of being intentionally diverse and create inclusive work environments. Maintaining diversity and inclusion is about more than checking off the identity boxes on HR forms. When was your last diverse hire? Ask yourself these questions and be unapologetic in stating your goal. Number two, establish pillars of diversity and inclusion that set best practices for working with a diverse uh, a diverse staff? What is a dominant leadership culture? And how do you actively mitigate 
that dominant leadership culture values, judgment, and biases. Number three, commit to being an effective ally and help reduce the emotional emotional burden faced by black educators. It's up to every one of us to work to understand the challenges faced by members of diverse groups, but if you are not part of a diverse group, be an ally and help reduce that emotional burden. Number four, all communication should contain inclusive language. Simple. Number five, research ways for employee benefits to offer options that are mindful of diverse identities and perspectives, such as um, floating holidays for cultural and religious observances. And number six, training on a variety of DEI topics should be ongoing, comprehensive, and mandatory. And I spoke about this in early in an earlier episode of Real Talk Education of DEI Awareness. This training has to include promoting inclusive dialogue and best practices to help eliminate unconscious bias and encourage allyship, among other things. Well, you have six tips to help you with your recruitment and retention strategies. So I'd love to hear what you thought about this particular episode. Please share the podcast, take a screenshot of the episode, and tag us on social at EduGladiators with your comments. And be sure to subscribe to the Real Talk Education podcast and never miss a new episode that drops every Tuesday. I hope to see you in the Twitter arena this Saturday, and I hope to see you back here for our next episode of Real Talk Education.